Talk from National Public Radio with us, Click and Clack, the Tapper Brothers, and we're broadcasting this week from the uh, medical malfunction department here at Car Talk Plaza. I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how I could talk to them telling this story, and it's rather embarrassing, but. Uh, Go ahead. I, I'm here. I'm, I'm curious. You're you here to support me? I will. I'll be, I'm right behind you. I'm right be out the door, but I'll be right behind you. <laughs> I have this device, uh, this this health device in my house called the Health Rider, and it's I guess it's like a bicycle in that it has a seat. In fact, I think I got it from my brother. He used to have this thing, and oh. you hated it, and you gave it to me. I remember that. Thing. And I love it. And it's like a bicycle, except it has pedals that don't pedal. You rest your feet on them, and you push with them, and it has handlebars that you pull on. So it's akin to a rowing machine, but uh -huh. it has a seat, just like kind of like, like a, bicycle a bicycle seat, but bigger. And and uh, so when I can't get to the gym and I'm in a hurry and I'm running late, you know, I'll, I'll get in this thing for half an hour and, and do a pretty pretty good workout. You work up a pretty good sweat. And, and uh, That's however, probably I why I gave it to you. I don't like, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I don't like the sweat. <laughs> so, but I discovered that you have to have the right gear when you do this. And, and if you try to do it in your <laughs> if you try to do it in your street clothes, yeah, uh, your underwear can wind up in a place that it was never intended to be. <laughs> And when that happens, it, it can result in a pretty serious chafe. How do I know this? I'm well, it, 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 it happened. It, it, it's happened. It's just let's just say it's happened. So anyway, the other day I was kind of running late, and and uh, and, and I uh, was wanted to use the health rider, and I have special bicycle pants that I wear oh. with this thing that even have a padded uh, butt yeah. area. You know, they for riding your bike. Well, I couldn't find them. And, but I wanted to exercise, and I had the choice of either doing it buck naked <laughs> or, with, or with my street clothes on. So I decided that, that I would apply some petroleum jelly to the area that might get impinged upon if yes, yes. my shorts wound up yeah. where, where they, they, they shouldn't have. So I go into the medicine cabinet, and I find the jar of petrolatum jelly. And, and I apply it to the appropriate area. And, and I get on the health rider, and I start going. And after about 20 minutes, things didn't feel quite right, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I pressed on nonetheless. I just kept going, and I was getting a good workout and working up a good sweat. But it didn't feel as smooth, smooth yeah. as I thought it should be. <laughs> but I finished my workout, and I went back to the medicine chest and this time i had my glasses on and uh -oh. i and i grabbed that jar and it wasn't in fact petroleum jelly it was something called snow seal which is used to waterproof leather boots <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> when it's in the same size jar the stuff looks the same yeah. and it and it feels the same and they, there ought to be a law about that <laughs> should be. and and and, uh, and, and did it do permanent damage well no but but as you might imagine it doesn't wash off too easily uh, right it's, it's waterproof it's leather boots man <laughs> <laughs> so 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 i couldn't get it off and now i'm, I'm like an amphibian i have a watertight butt <laughs> But but it's uh, it's it's a good lesson in in, uh, in yeah in glasses in reading the label. So if you expect your medicines to work correctly and not malfunction, read the label and don't be in a hurry. Anyway, if you if your shorts are riding up or your car isn't riding up anymore, give us a call. We'll try to help. The number is eight 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 Car Talk. That's eight 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 two two seven eight two five five. By the way, when I told my what is this stuff called again? Snow seal. Snow seal. <laughs> when I when I told my wife the story, yeah, she laughed. She, not not only did she laugh, but she like threw herself on the floor, <laughs> like, she, like she was in some kind of paralysis. <laughs> I never saw well, a, another human being laugh so uncontrollably in my life. <laughs> and I'm glad I was able to provide her with, with, yeah, with huh? that. I think it's nice of you. And I float better now. So. <laughs> anyway, give us a call. The number is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-22-78255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hey, guys. Rachel from Charlotte, North Carolina, giving you a call. Hi, Rachel. How are you? Well, <clears throat> let me tell you. I think I may be getting swindled because I'm a woman. I oh. went in the other day to get an oil change, and... Uh, the guy told me that there was a piece of my oil cap missing, 
and he didn't know where it was. It was about the size of a dime or so. He said that it may have gone into the oil pan, which may then go up into the engine. Really? And that I would need to get a whole... A whole new engine. Yeah. <laughs> a whole new, like, fl- I would have to get, like, a flush and all this other stuff to make sure that it wasn't in there. Well, it was, like, the size of a dime, you said? Yeah, just a little piece cracked off from the cap. What is this, like a Toyota or something? A Honda Civic. A Honda, which has a, How pl- old a plastic it? oil filler cap. Right. Okay. How old is the Honda? It's a 2002. Oh. See, if it were 92, you would have laughed. <laughs> but a 2002, I mean, these guys are smart. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're trying to sell somebody something, you've got you to make sure the sell fits the, the, you know, the consumer. So what did he suggest you do? He suggested that I take it back in and uh, get the whole system flushed out um, to make sure that it wasn't in there and it wouldn't go into the motor. And, he, and I said, well, you know, isn't there some sort of, like, filter in there? So... Yeah, there is a filter. First there of all, certainly is. the oil pump sucks the oil out of the oil pan, and on the bottom of the pump, there's something called a pickup, and okay. the pickup has a screen on it, which has holes in it that are about the size of what you'd get on your screen door. So this dime-sized piece isn't going to fit through there. No. Oh, he is full of baloney. I think he's full of baloney, and furthermore... It wouldn't hurt, however, to change the oil. And maybe the thing will come out. It, it might just fall out the bottom. But but more likely than not, it's going to stay in there and just sit there. If it's even in there to begin with. If it, Don't forget, right, it might not be in there. It might have fallen off on the road. Okay. So there's no guarantee that it's in there. But the other only other place it could be is at, on top where the valves are. So more likely than not, it hasn't made its way to the oil pan. And if you're really determined to find it, I would say take the valve cover off. And it might be right there. But no flush that he's going to, no, no machine that he's going to hook up to this thing is going to suck that thing out. <laughs> no. The only thing it's going to suck out is money out of your wallet. So I am being swindled because I am a woman. Well, not no, necessarily. No. Yeah, I mean, no, it, it, it's almost a reasonable thing for someone to think that that 10 cent piece of plastic could make trouble. Okay. And it's not completely ridiculous. But I would take off the, the, the valve cover gasket, look in there. And then drain out the oil and tell someone who, who's draining it to stick something in there and see if there's anything in there. Okay. Quite honestly, I wouldn't do it at all. But if you're really concerned about it and you were concerned enough to call us, uh, then I would certainly have somebody take the valve cover off. And between that and the oil change, you might be looking at 150 bucks. Which well, is that's ex- not too bad. Which is exactly what he wanted for the flush, except the flush that he wants to do won't work. Okay. But his concern might be genuine. It's just that he, he's, he's recommending something that can't possibly fix it. Yeah, but he's not trying to swindle you. Yeah, it's like the, t- you know, we, we try, yeah, I think he, he's just ignorant of how the thing works. Okay. Yeah, it's like the time we, you know, tried, we sent my brother in to fix his brain. We sent him to the podiatrist and, and it didn't help. <laughs> anyway, good luck, Rachel, but try not to get swindled. But it was good that you had your swindle alert on. Why, thank you. See you later. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888 888- Two two seven eighty two fifty five. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hello, this is Dave from Plover, Wisconsin. Dave. Plover. Plover. Plover with a P. Like the piping plover. Correct. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Oh, uh, I have an '86 Dodge Caravan. Oh every my time, God. Yeah, it's ancient. <laughs> it's my winter beater. Yeah. Every time I step on the brakes, I hear this hissing sound underneath the dash. Uh huh. Sounds like I got a cobra or a snake under there or something. You may. <laughs> I wouldn't look if I were you. No, I didn't yet. I was afraid to. <laughs> yeah, the hissing sound is because your your vacuum booster is failing. Is that going to someday cause me to rear-end somebody? Or? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or go over a cliff or something? Yeah, well, what's, what's happening is that there's a big diaphragm in this booster, and it's using engine vacuum uh-huh. to to multiply the force that you're applying to the brake pedal. And when it fails, the, the, the hissing will get a lot worse. But you'll also lose your power brake. So you'll step on the pedal. It'll feel hard as a rock, but the car won't stop very well. In right. fact, I wouldn't be surprised if your stopping distance were increased two or threefold. So is this eventually going to totally fail on me? It's eventually going to fail, but I think before it does, I think before it fails on you, the hissing's going to get a lot worse, and it'll start doing it even when you're not stepping on the brake. So right now, as, as you begin to move the diaphragm, that's when the leak occurs. And if, if, 
you'll probably notice that when you do that, the engine begins to run rough, too. It'll run fine. Huh. Well, it'll start running rough. Okay. But you, the leak is small now. Right. It may be already running rough, but maybe you don't know. <laughs> and maybe it's been running rough. That's <laughs> something that's hard to change? You, it's easy enough to change. You can go to your parts store and buy uh, a rebuilt booster. And it's easy to find, too, because it's big. It's, yeah, you won't miss it. And, <laughs> and uh, when you have the new one in hand, you'll open the hood and you'll say, oh, that's it. And it yep. bolts in from underneath the dash. And you'd have to remove the master cylinder and all that. And if you did that without disconnecting the lines, you wouldn't even have to bleed the, the system. You could just put the new booster in, try to remember to put most of the bolts back. Then you're done. It'll be helpful. And then you're good to go. Okay. And you'll feel very proud of yourself. Yep. What, what's, what's your non-winter beater? Uh, 97 Mercury Grand Marquis. Oh. Okay. Oh. Well, call us. Well, then I also have a 72 Chevelle. Really? Yep. In what, in what season do you drive that one? <laughs> <laughs> if I get to put 500 miles on that car a year, I'm lucky. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure. I'm yep. sure the the caravan, the '86 caravan, is the apple of your eye. So you, you oh, might yeah. as well take care of it. See <laughs> you, Dave. Good luck, All Dave. Right, thank you very much. Bye. Eight 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 Car Talk. That's eight 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 two two seven eight. Hi, this is Leave, and I'm calling from Lynchburg, Virginia. Okay, I didn't get this your first is name. What? Leave, L-I-V, as in Virginia. Oh, oh like leave, oh. like leave Omen. You got it. See, I would have said live. I, how does she say her name? It is Leave Ullman. There is a more Ooh. famous uh, United States actress named Liv Tyler. And yeah. So that's the conflict. Oh, it is Li Liv. that's what it is, Liv Tyler. Yes. Okay, so. Yeah, okay. So excuse us if we, if we lapse and call you Liv, but we'll try to remember I to call you I Leave. Won't. Okay, okay. I'll leave it alone at that. <laughs> okay. So what's up? Well, I have a Toyota Corolla 1996 with 215,000 miles. Wow. Yeah, it's been a great car. It's a five-speed. And two years ago, I finally had to get around to replacing the clutch at about 180,000 miles. So that was my, really? Yeah, yeah, that was my first repair. And so it might be coincidental, but ever since then, my car shakes very, very, very badly whenever I begin driving uh, from a standstill into first gear. Um, it's like I'm driving over cobblestones or something. That's the best way to describe it. And, um, you know, over two years, I've kind of gotten used to it. But um, Oh, you should never get used to something like that. Yeah. Okay. Because that's dangerous. Okay. So, so, it, so you only get this when you're in first gear? That's it. Not when I shift to any other gear, and it's when I'm at a stoplight or a stop sign, you know, stopping. Taking off from a dead stop. That's it. And you don't get it at 60 miles an hour. Nope, nope, ah, just... Okay, that's mm -hmm. good. Okay, because I think Tommy was thinking maybe one of your axles was getting ready to break or something like I that. I was thinking yeah. that, yes. But I think instead... But I don't think it anymore. You, you have a chattering clutch. So okay. when, when these guys did the clutch... Uh, Either they didn't machine the flywheel. I, I think they did. They did, huh? They did. They do it. I don't know that they did it well. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, you almost can't screw that up. I mean, you take okay. the flywheel off, you send it to the machine shop, and you and the, and they, have the, they grind it down with a stone, actually. Mm -hmm. So maybe they didn't do that, or maybe they put an inferior clutch in. But in any case, you should have gone back right off the bat. I did go back. Oh, you I, did? I can say that I did. And huh. he said, well, it's new, so maybe you need to just pump the clutch a few times. Ah. Uh. And I've been pumping the clutch for two years. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you no, got to go back. Well, it's I, too late now. The, no, warrants, the warranty is over. It's not too late. No, they've, out, they've gone out of business. They bought their boats <laughs> and they moved. <laughs> but it would be worth a shot to go back and say, look, I did what you told me to do, and I've been feathering things. For two years, and it's still not better. I think something is wrong. Don't you? And they'll say, yeah, we do. We know what it is. Yeah, I mean, either you have a weak spring in the in the pressure plate, okay. or the anti-chatter springs in the, uh, the driven disc aren't doing their job. It's entirely possible that with 180,000 on it, they threw in there a rebuilt clutch. They probably did, sure. The car with that many miles on it, they figured the car. Yeah, they figured be, pretty soon the car will be dead. The frame's gonna break into it. They'll never anyway. see you again, and that's why he sent you away. You always send somebody away at the first complaint, hoping yeah. that you know something catastrophic happens and this becomes a minor little inconvenience. But is it causing any damage? Can I just? Continue? You can drive it. No, it's no, it's point. not. I would, I would just keep driving it. The only damage it's potentially causing is it's shaking the whole car. Yeah, it worries my mother. It worries yeah. your mother? Yes. <laughs> well, let her drive. <laughs> well, no, let her buy you a new car. <laughs> right. No, it, it's all right. I mean, it, it's it's not going to damage anything. 
Mm-hmm. So what do you think is going to be the first catastrophe with this car? I mean, uh, well, what are you what are you hoping for? <laughs> Are you, you trying to uh, you trying to encourage a catastrophe? No, or? no, I, I want to keep this car. Yeah, I think the, here's the first thing that's going to happen to you, is it's going to start popping out of gear. Uh-huh. Yeah, you'll be driving along in fourth gear or fifth gear, and it'll pop out. Yeah, that won't be serious because she'll you have all those other, you have all those other to, gears. Yeah, if you've gotten over this chattering business, she'll buy the elastic bands and all that stuff. <laughs> that, that's, that's and is that a transmission-related issue? Yeah, that's, oh that's, yeah. And then when they replace the transmission, you can have a new clutch put in it. Uh huh. So I'm, I'm hoping that that's your first catastrophe. Okay. That the transmission conks out, and then when they take it out, the clutch will be exposed. They'll put a new clutch in, and every and you'll be good for another hundred and eighty thousand. There you go. See you, Liv. Thank you. Leave. Leave, leave. Oh, jeez. Oh, you know, I even wrote down leave. See you, leave. Thank you. Bye. So well, look, I won't even ask you if you remember last week's puzzle without first giving you the topic. How's that? Is that fair? It won't help. Try. All right. Fine, fine, fine. Give me the topic. Well, okay. The topic was high school. High school? Ah, uh, had something to do with detention. <laughs> I was always in detention at high school. No, no, this was about a visit from an old high school friend and some very clever detective work. And we'll be back with the whole nostalgic story in just a minute, so don't go anywhere. And even though the NPR seamstress leaves a couple of upside-down pincushions on our chairs whenever she hears us say it, this is NPR. Hi, we're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and uh, the answer to last week's puzzler. And well, I don't want the answer. I just want the question. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with the question. All right. And then... Maybe you'll have the answer by the end of it. I, in fact, I, if my recollection is that you had the answer immediately after I gave the puzzler last oh, week. Really? Yeah. But and you, I can't so, remember that either. So you failed miserably in that you've forgotten both the question and the answer. <laughs> that I had. <laughs> Here it is. Okay, go. My friend Bob went back to his hometown for Thanksgiving last year, and while he was staying at his parents' house, you know, sleeping on the couch in his underwear, an old high school friend rang the doorbell. Hey, Bob, the friend said. Good to see you. Boy, I'll bet it's been like almost 20 years. Yeah, you look great, said Bob. Tell me, uh, what have you been doing? I I heard you were running your father's gas station. Oh, oh, yeah, but more important than that, Bob's friend said, I'm married now. In fact, I married someone who was a year behind us in high school whom I'm pretty sure you didn't know. And by the way, the friend said, this is my daughter. Bob Mm -hmm. looked down at this little girl. He He guessed she was about five or six years old. And he uh, extended his hand and asked her name. My mother and I have the same name, the little girl said. Oh, that's nice, said Bob. So I guess your name must be Annie. The question was, how how, did he know? How could he possibly have known that? And I know the answer now. Yes. You do know the answer she now. she was standing right in front of him. Because Annie was standing right in front of him. <laughs> Annie, was, Annie was running her father's gas station. Exactly. Annie married an underclassman. Yeah. And Annie saw Bob standing there in his underwear, too. <laughs> <laughs> so who's, who's our winner? Pretty good. Well, those kinds of puzzles kind of fool you because... Yeah, well, know. we are gender... Uh, biased. Biased. Well, you definitely are. Yes, I guess so. Well, we are probably. A <laughs> <laughs> winner this week is Michael Kornitsky from Arlington, Texas. And for having his answer selected at random from among all the correct answers that we got, Michael's going to get a $26 gift certificate to the Shameless Commerce Division at cartalk.com, with which he can get a black, red, and gray Car Talk baseball jersey. And we gave it three-quarter length sleeves so you can give your nose a wipe out in right field. <laughs> That's important if you're out in right field. Oh, exactly. It's it a little cold. Your nose <laughs> you, but, but you see, Did you see how much thought goes into these products? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's hard to wipe your nose on a short-sleeve shirt. You can't. 
Unless you do yoga, of course. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, we will have a brand new puzzler coming up in the third half of the show, so don't touch that dial. But in the meantime, if you have a question for us, we're at 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8250. Hi, this is Jack Goodman calling from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Hey, Jack. Jack, what's going on? Well, I've got a 1999 uh, VW Passat with a manual transmission and about 120,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I took my son up north skiing, and when we were done for the day, we climbed into the car to start to drive home. And after about 30 minutes, we pulled on the freeway, and I accelerated up to speed. But when I took my foot off the gas, the car kept accelerating. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, so I put my foot on the brakes, and I tried jamming the cruise control switch off and on to make sure that it wasn't stuck somewhere. And I put my foot underneath the gas pedal and pulled back to see if that was jammed, and nothing seemed to help. The car just would keep on accelerating. Mm-hmm. So so at this point, we were kind of way out in the middle of nowhere, and I figured if I shut the car off and pulled over to the side of the road that I'd never get it going again. <laughs> so, so I let the car accelerate up to about 90 miles an hour, and then I shut off the key Ooh. and pushed in the clutch and let it glide. And I figured I'd try to make it to the next exit by just repeating that process. So yeah. when my speed would drop down to about 50, I'd turn the key back on and pop the clutch and just kept repeating that process. Mm-hmm. So so this went on for about 10 miles, and, and then when I repeated it one more time, it miraculously fixed itself. And ah. so the rest of the drive was uneventful, and I've been driving around with a car like that for the last couple of weeks without any recurrence of it. The only problem is my wife won't let me drive the kids in the car anymore. You think? <laughs> Well, you can't blame her. Well, I'm figuring I could just kind of wait her out and she'll forget about it after a while. But no, but won't. I'm kind of looking at the car like it's a dog that bit me once and yeah, exactly. You know, waiting <laughs> yeah, for it to exactly. bite me again. It's gonna happen. It's going to happen again. It is. What were the weather conditions like? It was uh, it was cold, but it was not snowy or anything. I'm trying to 99 Passat. I don't know if this has a. I think this may this car may still have a throttle cable. But later ones have an electronic throttle, and this may be one of them. I don't know it when they changed over. But wow. if you have, in either case, whether you have, a, if you have a throttle cable, that means from between the gas pedal and the throttle plate, there is an actual cable which cars have had since the beginning of time, which actually actuates the throttle. Yeah. So when you step on the gas, you pull on this cable. And it opens up things. Oh, it opens up this plate, which allows more air to go through, and that mixes with the fuel that the injectors are sending into the cylinders, right? But most cars nowadays, I won't say most, but lots of cars nowadays, especially higher-end cars, are going to full electronic throttle. So there is no mechanical connection between your gas pedal and the throttle. It's done electrically. So what there is in there is there's a motor. There's no longer any physical connection to get stuck. Okay. Which is what happens with the cable. Right. However, the throttle can still get stuck. Exactly. You know, and it can get stuck one of two ways. It can stuck it can stuck because there's carbon in there, you know, or it could be stuck from something called icing. Okay. Okay, and I don't know which it was. That's why I was asking you about the weather, because it seems to me that if the if it were the icing thing, you wouldn't have to worry about it. But at the very least you ought to have somebody take the thing apart and make sure that you know, there's not a cheeseburger or something stuck in there. I mean, who knows what could be in there, but it could be stuck because of just carbon buildup. Okay. So what did you do? Did you turn off the key? I turned off the key just one switch, one, one oh, click to make sure the steering second. didn't lock. Yeah. It was good for a better adrenaline rush than I got the whole day's scheme. <laughs> I'm sure it was. But I would take it someplace because you, 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 you want to get back in the good graces of your wife. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. And turning the key off, by the way, is it's, dangerous. It's dangerous. Because you could inadvertently go too far and get the key into the lock position, and then you could hit a semi. Right. So we don't recommend that when you're moving, you ever turn the key off. No, I was being very careful. No, yeah. I'm sure you were, but, but, but most people wouldn't. Because you can't steer anymore either. No, you can't. Yeah, and then when the thing is revving at, you know, 9,000 RPM and you can't steer, <laughs> you know, and that's why your wife was, was, was thinking right when she wouldn't allow the kids to be with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> because you might be a dangerous guy, Jack. <laughs> I'll never admit it to her. No, I know. And yeah, your secret, your secret is it. safe with us and four and a half million listeners. So, so uh, assuming your wife isn't one of them, but I, I would take it someplace because it may be something real simple. Okay, super. All right. See, okay, and, and by the way, when you take it in, there, there, there may be, if they can't find anything wrong, ask them to look up if, and see if there are any technical service bulletins on this thing. Okay. Good luck. Will do. Thank you. See you. Bye-bye. <laughs> right, bye-bye. 888-CAR-TALK. Will he That's, do it? 
8255 He will. Hello, you're on. Hi, this is Lisa. I'm calling from Greenfield, Mass. Hi, Lisa. I have a 1998 Pontiac Grand Prix that my dad gave to me because yeah. he didn't want to drive anymore. I really? didn't really want the car, but I took it because, you know, we really wanted him off the road. So yeah. uh, I thought that I would sell it, and, you know, he'd forget about it, and I'd sell it, but he never forgot about it. He oh. always asked me, how's the car? I'd say, it's great, Dad, uh-huh. thank you. So anyway, I have this car that I hate, but I have a problem with the windshield wipers. Yeah. When I have them set to intermittent, mm. they pause right smack in the middle of the windshield. Oh. Mm. 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 But, That's a clear case of... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they they stop in the middle of the windshield, but what other otherwise, if if you put them on to regular uh, wipe, in other words, the, the the low speed, they'll go all the way from one extreme to the other. They and, do. They do. And then when you shut them off, they will park correctly. Correct. Well, I'm not so sure that this car doesn't have some kind of a controller for intermittent wipe, and so I don't I don't know what the there's no ready answer for it. In other words, it, there's not something that I can say. Okay, have them do this. Because I don't know exactly how this thing works. It, the problem could be in the motor itself, or it could be in the controller. Well, I asked my mechanic, and he said I'd need a whole new motor. But I'm thinking it just needs to be adjusted. No, there's no adjustment. No, nah, it's not adjustment. There's no. There's, Even though it would be nice, it's not going to work. But I mean, the worst that happens is just turn the windshield wiper on all the way, and it'll it'll go back to where it's supposed to be. Yeah, but you want to be able to use it in intermittent and not have it obstruct your vision. Right. See, yeah. now you're getting advice here. Let me tell you, Lisa. <laughs> you're, 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 you're getting, getting advice from a person who doesn't want to fix anything. No, <laughs> but more, moreover, you're getting advice from a guy whose car windshield wipers don't work. His don't work at all. Wait a minute. I bought a new motor. Did you install it? No. I'll, I'll ask the question then. <laughs> Do your windshield wipers on your car work? No. Okay. <laughs> the defense rests. I think you've got to fix it. I mean, it's it's possible. I mean, like I said, on the 98 Grand Prix, I don't know how the thing is set up. I mean, every car is different now. In the old days, it used to be simpler. But yeah. but you could certainly, if he, if he thinks the motor is going to fix it, have him put one in. It's easy to do. And if it doesn't fix it, he'll take it out. Sure. Okay. See, but it could good. also it could also be in the switch. The problem could be in the in the the switch that's on the on the stock. You know that multifunction switch. Uh huh. It could be there too. But the motor is easier to change. So have him do it. I'll tell him that's what you said. Tell him that. Good exactly luck, Lisa. That. See ya. Okay. Thanks very much. Bye. 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 That's the sort of thing that would you go? Would you fix it in a heartbeat? That would drive <laughs> me nuts. No, yeah. but it's so easy to overcome. But you are you you. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, let me let me explain my let me let me, let me attempt to explain my brother. Tommy drives two point seven miles a month. If his wipers don't work, yeah. it hardly matters. You'd be thrilled to have intermittent wipers. You'd be thrilled to have any kind of wipers. You have intermittent now. They worked a year ago, right? So they've had a year off. They should work. They're really intermittent. <laughs> so you are speaking from the perspective of someone who has no wipers, and you are in no position, my dear brother, <laughs> to give advice to anyone about what they should or should not be willing to tolerate. But, I mean, some things are just not worth fixing. This is. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, well. <laughs> you, know, you know what it is? I'm a cheapskate. Oh, and I if know. I can live with the way it is, I, that's what I'll do. Is there any language in the contract that stipulates that I have to have him as the co-host? I mean, can, can we get somebody else? No? You know, I was asking Take anybody. Him. I was asking him the same question this morning. Jeez. 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Kane from Denver. Kane, C-A-I-N? K-A-N-E. Well, okay. How do I know? <laughs> Kane from Denver. Yes. All right, what's going on, Kane? I've got a 97 Nissan Pathfinder. Not 97 Pathfinder. Okay, go okay. ahead. Okay. All right, so if I have a car parked in the garage and it's snowing or raining outside, it starts just fine. If I have the car outside and it's snowing or raining, it doesn't start. So that's when I have to go get the extension cord and a hair dryer, mm. take off the distributor cap, give it a nice uh, blow, uh, you know, mm-hmm. blow it out. Yeah. Uh, and then I put it back together, and the car starts right up. Yeah. Besides moving to the desert, how do I fix that? Well, I'll tell you, you probably need to change the, the distributor cap. Uh-huh. It the might ro- have a little crack in it. The rotor. 
But I, I would guess more than anything, it's the spark plug wires. Really? Yeah, and the spark plug wires are, are pretty easy to change on this thing, except for one wire. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's one wire that's that's uh, it would be uh, cylinder number six, I believe. Okay. That's How right long? up against the firewall and tucked underneath the manifold. It's really hard to get to, and you, but you can do it. Okay. So or you can finished. forget about that one. That's what I would do. <laughs> change five. You see, change five out of the six and keep and, the other one. Okay. But when was the last time you did anything like this? Like change the spark plug um, wires? Never. The, never. No. And how many miles are on it? 130, 40. <laughs> well, what do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> what do I expect? I'm loving the car. The car does great. Yeah. Are, are you are you into doing this yourself, or do you think you'd, you'd take it I, someplace? You know, that doesn't sound too bad. Hey, I'm taking the distributor cap off and blowing it out with a hairdryer. Well, I'm the next fine. time you take it off, leave it off. Put another one on it. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure you don't lose where the wires are. I I, th- I think I would the dis- start with that. I think the distributor cap may be marked on this thing, but if it isn't, uh, you should definitely draw yourself a picture. You'd be amazed at how many different ways you can put six wires on wrong. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean the best thing is to buy a new cap, and okay. then without taking the wires out, you just stick them right into the new cap. Okay. Yeah, and then when it, then then when that doesn't work, you can change the spark plug wires. And while you're at it. You might as well change the spark plugs and, and throw a new set of fuzzy dice in there, too. I mean, all that stuff will help it start. Yeah, yeah I mean, but I think you it, need all this stuff. At 140K, I think it's overdue for this stuff. Okay. And, oh. I, I, I think more, and then more, some. More than anything, you, you need to probably change the spark plugs as well, because the electrodes are probably all burned down. Don't forget. Might not be any electrodes. What, what makes the gasoline ignite is the intensity of the spark. But if the spark is so weakened because it has to jump a very big gap, what happens is the spark actually gets blown out by the turbulence inside the cylinder. Okay. So that on 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 normal days when it's dry and everything is right, you know the planets are all in alignment, and, <laughs> you know, and and, and, and uh, the stars are all right, it will start. But if one little thing goes wrong and the spark gets weakened because some of it doesn't make the journey from the distributor cap to the plugs, okay, it says, "Oh, not starting." And, okay. and then you get out there with the hair dryer, and you, and you do this hocus pocus, and you dry a few <laughs> things off, and it does start. But that's getting that's going to be getting old, right? Uh, yeah. I'm going to change yeah, my whole life. We don't get a whole lot of rain here. We get some snow, but um, it's the rain that really does it. I'm All ashamed right. of you, Kane. <laughs> you lazy, no good. <laughs> well, hey, I just want to say, I just want to say to my dad, see, you do have to change the spark plugs every now and then. Yeah, well, I, I will tell you that getting the spark plugs out ain't so easy in this thing, but but you got to do it. Get okay. yourself some tools if you don't have them, and uh, get yourself the parts. I'd recommend you get them from the Nissan dealer. Yeah. And uh, spend a Saturday afternoon doing this. Uh, you just can't crawl into these engine compartments like you used to. Well, you'll no. have to lie down on top of the engine to do the the, the back plugs. Oh, you, great. Yeah. I'll really get to know my car that way. Yeah. You will. Wait till the spring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's almost here, it feels like, so. Good luck. Thank you. Good luck, guys. See you later. <laughs> Bye. All right, it's time for us to take a short break. You know, give our listeners a respite from what? Us. Yeah. But when do we get a respite from each other? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Here, put this bag over your head. That'll make us both happy. <laughs> All right. And when we come back, what sort of puzzler will you have for us? It'll be uh, uh, mathematical in nature, I think. Oh, sounds intriguing. It probably isn't. But anyway, <laughs> we'll have that puzzler and more car questions in just a minute. So please stay tuned. Yeah, take two bags just in case one falls off. And even though crocuses dive back underground whenever they hear us say it, this is NPR National Public Radio. 
We're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and, of course, the new Puzzler, which I promise is mathematical. Mathematical in nature. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay, I want, to, I want you to get a pencil. And I got one. I want you to write down the, yeah. the numbers one through nine, inclusive, in that order, and leave enough space between them. You'll see why. Okay, okay. I did it. And then after the nine, write equals 100. All right, so uh, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Equals 100. Equals sign 100. Got it. Okay. Now at your disposal, you have one plus sign and two minus signs, and you can insert that one plus sign and the two minus signs between any of the numbers on the left side of the equation. Okay? Yeah. And the question is, without changing the order of the numbers or monkeying with the signs, you can't, you know, combine two minuses to make a plus. Yeah. Where do you put the plus sign and the minus signs to make this equation true? But what for, happens... For example, to... I'll give you an example. You could do 12 plus 345 minus yeah. 67 minus 89. Gotcha. Okay. It doesn't work, but you could, you know, you got it? Yeah. So you can't change the order. I know. You can't change the order. You can't monkey with the plus or minus signs. You've got not. one plus sign yeah. and two minus signs. You can put them any place you want. And it has to equal 100. I like it. And it, and, and the total has to equal 100. I'm going to remember this one. Okay. I'm never going to forget that. Now, if you think you know the answer, <laughs> write it on the wing of an LA-112 Aerocraft 12-foot Telemaster <laughs> laser-cut balsa wood remote control airplane. Ooh. With 143-inch wingspan, wow. aileron, stab and elevator ribs, AXI 5330 outrunner high-torque brushless motor, and a special cargo hold for donuts. <laughs> and fly it on over to Puzzler Tower, third floor window, Car Talk Plaza, Box 3500, Harvard Square, Cambridge. Our fair city? Matt 02238. Or you can email us your answer by visiting cartalk.com. I've crashed many a radio control play. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember it. I remember all of them. <laughs> Look, if you have a question about your car, give us a call. The number is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-2278-2. Hello, my name is Austin from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hi, Austin. Oh. How are you? Oh, very good, very good. It's good that you're not from Texas. No, no definitely not, unless I play <laughs> poker. Austin from Austin. What's What's going on? Uh, I have a 95 uh, GMC 1500, or actually no, a Chevy 1500, and my power steering motor uh, is selectively working. Oh, the pump, you uh, mean? Oh. Yes. It, uh, it works. Like, when I first turn it on, I can turn the wheel either way uh, at a standstill, and it works. After I get going, only it only works when the RPMs are above about 1500. If I slow down to an idle and then make a turn... Uh -huh. It gets extremely hard. Yeah. Turn. yeah. Have you uh, determined that the belt is yeah. slipping or not slipping? No, it doesn't make a single sound like a typical power steering motor does. Yeah, but it's got the symptoms of a belt that's not tight enough. Mm. Yeah, maybe it doesn't make the noise because there's grease on it or something. Yeah. This this uh -huh. it's a '95, so this has one belt, or this has a, a yeah, this has one belt, right? Yes. Hey, sorry, and I've replaced ah. it, and I've checked the tightness. To what I thought worked, but oh. doesn't mean it's good. Well, if you take the the longest stretch of that belt, uh -huh. okay, you go from the uh, find the greatest distance between pulleys. Uh -huh. That belt should deflect no more than one inch when when you push on it pretty hard. When it's not running. Yeah, when it's not running. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, your fingers are gonna get stuck. <laughs> so with the engine off, you should be able to push that belt ideally about a half an inch to an inch. Half an inch to an inch. Yeah, and yeah. If, it's, if it's any more than if that. More, and I'll bet you it's more, because that's mm. got all the symptoms of a belt that isn't tight enough. But if, uh. but let's assume that it is all right. Okay. And it may, it may be that uh, the tension... I'm not going to assume that. Well, I'm not going to assume that. Because I'm so convinced that that's what it is, that I'm not going to open my mind to any other possibilities. <laughs> that's uh. it. Can we turn this mic off? <laughs> <laughs> you swear by it, But huh? in the case that it doesn't work, <laughs> yeah, you could you could need a power steering pump. You could, yeah, really. Yeah, I'll admit that. <laughs> yeah, you could, and that's that's the most likely thing. How many miles are on this this creature? Uh, One hundred ninety thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so. it, it. I would say that the belt would be my first guess, but it could easily be the pump. Of course, it, uh, could, it could also be the steering box, which we don't, oh, we, 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 don't we won't to, even it, consider that. Before you went ahead and replaced the. 
Well, if you're going to put a used pump in there, for example, or sure. do it yourself, then I would say just go ahead and do it. Yeah. Uh, if if you were going to have someone do it, they would probably check the pressure at the of the pump to make sure uh -huh. that it's creating you know sufficient uh, line pressure. And if it isn't, then you'll go ahead and replace it. If it is, then you'd suspect the steering box. Is it an easy repair? The pump? Oh yeah. Yes. It is easy, except that what you won't have there'll be one tool you'll be missing if you buy a rebuilt pump, and that is the tool to remove the pulley. On the other hand, if you go to a junkyard and you get and, the whole thing or a recycling yard, you'll That's get it with the pulley already on it. Of course. Ah. And then it's just a bolt on. You fill it up with fluid and, and hope it works. Yeah. See if you're going you to find. You don't have to bleed any lines. No, or anything? no, no, it, no. It, It'll bleed itself. The fluid will be kind of foamy. You turn the wheel back and forth, left and right, left and right, and the, it'll be perfect. The, the bubbles will come to the top. You make sure you got plenty of fluid in there, and then you drive it and notice it didn't fix it. Yeah, I and would <laughs> definitely, I would definitely go for the junkyard thing because it's easy. Yeah, you can yes. do it. You'll be doing it in your driveway. Absolutely. Excellent. Go Excellent. for it. All right. All right. Well, thank you, guys. See you, Austin. Good luck, Austin. All right. Take care. He'll be on Stump the Chumps next week. <laughs> and you stupid <laughs> morons. 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-82. Hello there. My name's Ted. Hi, Ted. And I'm from Hermosa Beach, California. Oh. Hermosa Beach. I don't know where that where is. Where is that? That's about uh, five miles south of LAX, the Los Angeles airport. Oh, okay. I, ah. I, I did know where that was, actually, now that you mention it. What does that mean, Hermosa? Beautiful. Oh, really? Beautiful beach. Beautiful, Beautiful beach. Uh, I've never met a beach I didn't like. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Especially so, this time of year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what's happening, Ted? I have a uh, 03 Jeep with huh. a little over 50,000 miles on it. Uh-huh. Yep. And... It's time to change the transmission oil, according to the book. Mm -hmm. And I just left Pittsburgh. I was going to have it done in Pittsburgh, but... Would but, have been cheaper. Well, that may be. <laughs> yeah. And I'm used to, when you change the oil in the transmission, you drop the pan, clean the filters, change them, clean the pan, put it back together, put oil in it. Mm -hmm. Here in Los Angeles, they don't seem to do that. They no, they, they have a machine. They have a machine that sticks... A tube down the filler mm -hmm. tube sucks out the oil, right. puts in new oil, mm -hmm. and they charge a hundred bucks. Does <laughs> this make sense? Yes, because they have to pay for the machine. <laughs> <laughs> if they didn't have the machine, they would have to crawl under there and do what you used to do. Yeah, I, I would say one of the advantages of the machine. We have a different machine. We wait, have. Wait, one but what do they do with the filter? They they suck it up through this hose too. Exactly. It's like, it's like arthroscopic <laughs> hey, surgery. Right. The filter gets... That's exactly what I'm thinking. Well, the filter yeah. doesn't get changed, but the idea is if you do this often enough, then you, you, don't make, you make the, the filter thing. irrelevant. Yeah. Right? Oh. In other words, if, if you did this when you were supposed to and didn't wait for the filter to get all clogged up, then in fact the filter wouldn't have to have anything to filter. Yeah. But remember right. in the old days, you didn't do this every 50,000 miles. Right. You did it when there was a problem. <laughs> you did it when there was a problem or, or when you got to 150,000 miles. <laughs> I mean, I, I still like changing the pan, especially on older cars. But, but you know, on vehicles we see in the shop, which, which are newer and, and uh, have no obvious leak from the transmission oil pan, we will go ahead and hook it. We have a machine called TransTech, and it does it very differently. It actually uses the transmission cooler line. So it really... Uh, gets all of the transmission fluid out. I mean, it really does. It pulls it all out and puts all new stuff in. Right. And and, and the advantage of it is, first of all, it's, it's, it gets everything out. It empties the torque converter, which you don't do when you just take the uh, the pan off. Exactly. Right. Okay, so it gets all the fluid out, and it doesn't create any leaks that weren't already there. I mean, one of the <laughs> risks of changing the oil pan gasket is that you, you go ahead and put all this new fluid in, and then... A, quarter leaks out on the guy's garage floor the next day because you didn't tighten the bolts correctly or the gasket was not put on properly. And I would say about one in 20 of those transmission yeah. oil change deals winds up with a leak of some kind. You know, so if it isn't leaking, you know. and, yeah, and I the, think it's a good deal. And we're pretty sure that the, the fluid hasn't gotten real grungy. Okay. Then we'll just go ahead and change it this way by hooking up the machine. Okay. So that's okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I'm very surprised that uh, this is the way to do it. It seemed like just another L.A. scam. No, <laughs> no, no. There are plenty of scams out there. <laughs> yes. You know, there are plenty out there like this nitrogen in your tires and all that stuff, but we'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> but this this is legit. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I enjoy your show. Thanks, Ted. Good Thanks luck, for your Ted. call. See ya. Good luck. 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on CAR-TALK. 
guys. This is Ashley from St. Joseph, Missouri. Ashley. Hello. Ashley. St. Joe. Yes. That's where all the wagon trains used to leave from. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Right? That's right, yeah. Yeah. I'm a transplant, though, so I don't get to claim it. St. Oh, oh. Joe Mo. So what's going transplant, on, Ashley? Transplant, I'm going to guess where you're from, really. Okay. I think you went there from, are you ready for this? Uh-huh. Chicago. No, that would be much more glamorous. I grew oh. up um, near Sedalia, Missouri, on the other side. I knew. Kansas oh. City. <laughs> and I moved down here after college. Oh, oh decided Sedalia. to go to the, the, the big city. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so what's going on, Ashley? Um, I am in the market for a new used car. Uh-huh. About two weeks ago, up until two weeks ago, I was driving a Ford Escort ZX2. Uh-huh. And I got broadsided by an F-150 Oh, on the passenger side. The yeah. car crumpled like a paper cup. Everybody's fine, but... So do you want a black Lincoln Navigator now or a white one? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I, I, I get the sense here that you're looking for something that, that might be a little more of a presence on the road. Yeah. I am, but there are a few caveats. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Um, I drive to Kansas City every day for work. So I drive 130 miles round trip. So oh. gas mileage is essential. Yeah. I do want something a little bigger. I don't necessarily want to drive a Grand Marquis. Mm. I have about a budget of 10000 But the big, big, big thing is it has to be domestic. We are a huge UAW family, and I would be disinherited if I bought something foreign. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. All right. So it's going it's to be under ten k or under. Yeah. It's going to be bigger than the Escort. Which most everything is now. Yeah. yeah. It's going to have good mileage. Huh? And it's got to be American. Well, yeah. I mean, aren't any of these other foreign manufacturers UAW compliant? Um, yeah, it's one of my grandfathers worked for GM, one worked for Ford, and my father-in-law is a Chrysler mechanic. Oh, okay, uh-huh. so you better, you better <laughs> to keep peace at the, at the Thanksgiving table. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. So what, what, have you ha- what have you had your eye on? At first, I was looking at a Chevy um, Cobalt. Kind of, uh-huh. li- kind of little. Kind of little. Yeah, a little, a little uh-huh. too little, I think. A little too little, and the back seat stinks. If that's really? an issue, I mean, I, I was disappointed. I, I loved actually when I first drove the Cobalt, I loved it, except I was disappointed with how little consideration was given to the back seat. Okay. And but that's you know if you don't that use might it, be okay for you because you drive back and forth to work most of the time, and who cares what's in and, the back? And I'm, and and uh, you should be able to get that car with side curtain airbags. Okay. And I think if you're going to get a car that size, you've got to get side curtain airbags right now the malibu is a little bit bigger and it gets pretty good mileage i wanted i really wanted a ford fusion but it's out of my price range um yeah that's a nice car actually it is a really nice car yeah so i mean how much more was the fusion that you'd say you couldn't afford uh the fusion was about six thousand dollars more oh really can you hit grandpa up for six grand yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i, I like that car did you yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. a, that's a that's a very nice car. Oh. But I don't just like the Malibu. And considering, I mean, I kind of like the looks of the Malibu. Oddly enough, I I, I didn't you know I didn't say oddly enough, but it's kind <laughs> of a geezer looking car. But I, I guess doesn't you know, matter. Doesn't you care? You don't care if you drive a geezer looking car. The Fusion's kind of a nice looking car. Yeah, I was also looking at a PT Cruiser. Ah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not crazy about the, the the mileage on them. Number one, I'm also not crazy about the uh, the uh, reliability of them either. Okay. So I'm not I'm not thrilled about PT Cruisers, but I'd say they are cute, though, aren't they? I think it's a brilliantly designed vehicle. Well, that and and the the Chevy HHR are both really cute. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. but but the, the HHR is probably out of your price range. It hasn't been around long enough. Right. But the PT isn't isn't awful. If you found one that would checked out all right, but I I think if you're going to get a car that's that's in that size, you know, and they're not big, you've got to make sure you get side airbags. Think I'll check out a Malibu. Yeah, look, look, yeah, look at the Malibu. You might like it. Okay, great. You know, and uh, you have a boyfriend? Uh, no. Father-in-law. <laughs> oh, your father-in-law. Well, <laughs> I have a I have a father-in-law who's a Chrysler mechanic. <laughs> ah, that's right. <laughs> but you don't have a boyfriend too. <laughs> well, okay. We you don't, don't want to know. <laughs> no, no. I just I just su- suggesting that 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 the Malibu is not going to be the kind of car that's going to attract the opposite sex. That's okay. That's okay for you. Your husband exactly. might okay. like that. Your husband might like that, exactly. <laughs> All right, Ashley, you're All on right. the road. Check out the Malibu. You're going to love it. All right. Thanks, right. guys. See you Good later. luck. All right. <laughs> See, we can get ourselves in trouble without even <laughs> oh, trying. Man, it's so easy. <laughs> well, it's happened again. You've squandered another perfectly good hour listening to Car Talk. 
Our esteemed producer is Doug, the subway fugitive, not a slave to fashion, bongo boy, a few tiles short of a hacienda Berman. <laughs> Our associate producers are Louis Cronin, the barbarian, and David Gibraltar Green. Our senior web lackey is Doug the Old Grey Mayor. Our engineer is John Cartman Parati. And our technical, spiritual, and menu advisor, just back from the Ponderosa Chicken Dosa Fried Samosa Chilled Mimosa Lunch with Moma Fenolosa, is John Bugsley <laughs> <laughs> And a special welcome to Leo Fenolosa. Absolutely. <laughs> The newest arrival in the Fenelosa clan. Our public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research, assisted by statistician Margin of Error. Our customer care representative is Haywood Jabazoff. Our personal makeup artist is Bud Tugley. Our beatnik philosopher is Harry Reasoner. Our staff orthopedist is Denise Hoyt. <laughs> our wardrobe advisor is Luke Howard Fitzhugh. Our PowerPoint producer is Boris Tadef. Our fleet maintenance manager is Renata Oil. Our accounts receivable supervisor from the Mumbai office is Vishnu Payup. <laughs> our office ice cream taster is Nora Morse. Our children's music programmer is Al Loetta. Our director of Puzzler Answer Luxury Gift Reception is Donatella Du Bois. Our French dog walker is Poupon de Grasse. <laughs> our Russian chauffeur is Peekoff and Dropoff. Our optometric firm is CFI Care. Guest accommodations are provided by the Horse Road Inn. And the head of our working mother support group is Erasmus B. Dragon. Our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe is Eulewis Dewey, known to the slowly thawing meter maids in Harvard Square as you eat Louie Dewey. Thanks so much for listening. We're Click and Clack the Tappert Brothers. And remember this, don't drive like my brother. And remember this, don't drive like my brother. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Bye-bye. show which is number 711 along with car talk clothing audio collections and other car talk gifts are available at 888 car junk or by going to the shameless commerce division of our website cartalk.com this week featuring a description of how to set your rear and side mirrors to totally eliminate your blind spots there are blind spots well that certainly explains a lot such as well the down jacket and the rose bush i found in my rear wheel well <laughs> Yes, it would. Check out our special mirror setting technique in our new Car Talk Safe Driving Zone all this week at cartalk.com.